Kali Mera, Kali whatever time you are watching, this is Mappa. I'm Stel, Thasso is here with me, and we'd just like to say thank you to our sponsor, Food from Cyprus. Don't forget to use the discount code NCN12 for your 12% discount for everything on their website. Christmas is coming, you might need your drahana. Get it from mm-hmm. foodfromcyprus.com. Thassoui! Yes. Hello. Always one. Hello, I'm in, my, I'm in my pyjamas. So, you know. In your pyjamas in you, London. Yeah. Yeah. We, we literally walk like 10 miles apart from each other. But you're happy to be here. Oh, so yeah. Happy to be here. Bloody, bloody love it over here, man. It's great. <laughs> Come on, let's get it. Let's get it right. It yeah, is probably get... the one of the worst cities you've ever been to. Let's get it right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll put it over there. Yeah, or right. down there, whichever way you want to look it's, at it. It's down. <laughs> it's down. <laughs> and Duxy, man, well, listen, it's a late one for us tonight. We're going to try and keep it as short as possible. So let's go straight into the results, the fixtures, whatever you want to call it. And the first game is Garmodisa 1, Ayers 1, goals from Gatandonis uh, and Khadzi Vasilis, one apiece. No real winners in this one. No one wins. Everyone's happy, I guess. Well, I don't happy. Know. Yeah, well, well, well I, I don't know what else to say. I, I'm trying to dress it up as, as, as best as I possibly can. God, this is only got yeah. one win this season. This was their fourth draw. They're on seven points. Ayers, all right. They're, they're, they're pretty safe at the moment. But I, I guess Ayers would have taken a draw if you'd have told him before the game. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Haji Vasili scored a good goal as well for mm. Ayers. It's a good turn um, as well because, like I said before, I listened to the commentary and uh, they, while he was celebrating the goal, he ran towards a pretty empty away stand. But apparently Ayers took 40 people to back more than yeah. Boxer ever would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, come on, Ayers. But yeah, uh, Garmio Dissa have what? They, you said seven points. Five of yep. them been on the, been on the Haralambos. So, oh, okay. last three games, he hasn't lost the last three games, has he? Okay. Bearing okay. in mind, you know, the, the last two have been, have been, uh, uh, Ayers and uh, who was the other draw against? Doxa. So, you know, Doxa, yeah. not great, but you know, 4 4 1, four, one dicking of Ayers will get you some plaudits, won't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And that, that'll be his claim to fame. That'll be his claim Again. to fame. There you go. There you go. Right, on to the next young man. And it turned out to be a very, very entertaining game. It was Ethnigo 2, Abolon 2. Kremenchik gave Abolon the lead before Cabrera made it one apiece. Then Lipsky made it 2-1 before Kremenchik grabbed an equaliser right at the death. However, he almost grabbed the winner in stoppage time, but it ended in a draw. And it also meant the end of Milojevic as head coach of Abolon. He didn't really last long, did he? Blimey. No, 11 games, I think they yeah, said. Something like that. Yeah. Like that. yeah. 
but yeah, you got to be if you're a Bolon, you got to be really disappointed with that result. You should be mm. aiming to beat Ahna. Uh, Kremenchik, I don't know, it came from nowhere, you know, really hasn't done anything this season except for this game. Um, scored very early, scored very late. Um, Ach, both of Achna's goals are going to be very disappointing for their bottom defence as well. And Nuremberg, in particular, in goal, you should be doing a lot better with with the two shots he lets let in, I think. Uh, but yeah, uh, the second Achna goal, I think, the is a scuffed shot. And then the first person to react to it is Drazic for Achna instead of, you know, the Apollon defender that's right in front of him. But it's, it's what we've been saying all season about uh, Apollon's defence. It's, it's not great. Um, well, well yeah. about four weeks ago, we were saying that they'd only conceded like seven goals or something like that. And now yeah. they, they, they've conceded almost as many goals as Omonia, which says a lot really because <laughs> you know when they concede yeah. goals i mean they've scored they've conceded as many as adi as well adi have conceded 12. yeah yeah and you know milojevic one of his first things is sorting out a defense of a team as mm-hmm. proven with our last season um but yeah strange 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 times at our so what, what are we talking about now? Five losses and a draw in the last six games? Is it? Is it I thought it was four losses and a draw. Is it five losses? I don't know. Is it five? Is it four? Four and a draw? No, in the last six, though. In the last six. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, no, it, there, it there, was defi- there was definitely four losses in a row anyway. Mm, there you go. And then there they got go. the draw well, with Achna. It gives me the perfect excuse to bring up this screen again. <laughs> yeah, look, look at that. That's, uh, that's a conga line, isn't it? Yeah, tell me about it. Line. Tell me about it. <laughs> it's like that. Um, oh, what's it called in the United States? Yeah, we've got the four presidents. What are they called? Oh, no, it's gone. Rushmore. It's gone my head. Mount yeah, Rushmore. Cal- yeah, Mount Rushmore. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. The Mount Rushmore of uh, head coaches. Well, look, we're down to... Well, we've... The count is 10 managerial changes in Cyprus so far. Last season was 28, I think. Something, Something like that. that. So we're, we're still a long way away. But then again, Karmiodis mm-hmm. still can sack coaches. Voxa can still sack coaches. So you never know. You never you, know. You never, never know. But yeah. No. no. Um, I mean, it, it, the way Milojevic is dismissal slash resignation happened was a bit weird wasn't it because it came out didn't, didn't he offer to resign and Gizzi said no no stay and then a few days later he's gone yeah yeah so in essence um Milojevic handed in his resignation to the bottle on board uh Gizis flipped it around on him rejected the resignation and promised him funds to spend on transfers in January to help rectify what was going on. Um, Milojevic took training on Monday, Monday morning, and he he told the team what had gone on, uh, but that he was reconsidering his decision based on what was promised in this meeting that he had with Grizis. However, late on Tuesday night, Apollon sent out a confirmation that they had accepted Milojevic's resignation 
and that Angelos Tsolakis and Andre Chembre will take over first-team affairs until the permanent head coach is appointed. So, who are Tsolakis and Chembre? So, Omonia fans know who Chembre is. He played for Omonia a few times, as well as Apollon. Uh, Cholakis plays. Uh, plays hang about, hang about. And Skembri yeah. is also in Birlo's book. Who's Birlo? The midfielder, Andrea Birlo, the Italian. Ah, sorry. Birlo. Yeah. Sorry. You, you said it with a Greek accent. I was like, who's, who, who's I'm Birlo? Trying, I'm trying is to it, cater it, to them. I'm trying to cater it, to them. For crying out loud. <laughs> who's Birlo? Birlo. Birlo. Birlo, yeah. Birlo, yeah. 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 So he's in this book because uh, okay, I'll say it for the English. Pirlo, he said that Skembri was a, a, a tough tackling player, and Skembri was a striker. He must have smashed him a few times from deep. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> he faced him for Italy against Malta, and Skembri smashed him. He's like, I'm going to write about him now. <laughs> Who's your toughest opponent, Skembri? <laughs> yeah, imagine, him. imagine. Imagine all those players that Perlo has played with and against. But yeah, um, so their CV is a bit short, really. Cholakis was Apollon women's team manager for a year in 2013-14. And Chembre was uh, Apollon's under-15s manager for a year, 2021, and then moved to be the director of football at the club. So it's fine. They're only temporary. It's not going to be like a. I don't think it's going to be like a Magridi situation where they bring no. him in permanently. No. Inverted commas, but yeah. Um, now, in the statement that Bolon put out, they also put out Milojevic's statement as part of it. So I'm not. I can read through the whole thing, but it's you know it's lots of pleasantries. Yeah, it's lots of pleasantries and, you know, the standard, like, Apollon's fans are the best and blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah all, all that business. But the important bit is that, therefore, I had no choice but to take my fair share of responsibility. That is how I learned throughout my professional career to deal with difficult situations with decency and dignity. So... With a comment like that, do you think that he agreed to leave for no compensation? Because, because if you're claiming responsibility and leaving with your head held high with decency and dignity, in theory, you're going to say, it's okay, it's my fault, I'm leaving, keep your money, right? No. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Because, because uh, Milojevic and his team were that like one of the highest paid coaching teams in Gibro. Yeah. So doesn't mean he didn't get anything. I'm pretty sure he got something. Okay, obviously yeah. it wasn't the full the full whack of his contract, but it's a mutual mm-hmm. termination. So they would have agreed a severance. There's no way, or at least he would have got paid up until the end of the month, and then they're going to discuss because these things happen. 
they put, they probably paid him to the end of the month, and then they say, well, let's let's uh, have a conversation in the next couple of weeks so we can figure everything yeah. out. So he's getting something. Mm-hmm. He's getting something. So I don't I don't buy that he's he's not getting anything. Sorry. Okay. No. Fine. Now, there's also rumours as well of him taking over at Red Star Belgrade. Is that, is that what I saw? Again? Okay. Yeah. I saw that coming up on the, on the news feeds. Gekida and Sport FM were both okay. reporting on it. But yeah, so two or three names have already been added to the conversation about him being replaced. Uh, one of them is uh, Jose Luis Oltra. Because you know, going after going after a recently sacked Ajax manager has worked well for them previously. Um, and this other one, I think we had a look at him. We had a look at him just before we started recording. What's his name? Marcus. This German guy, Marcus V. Uh, v. Vixel. Vinciel. 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 So. There's a German coach who's, who's managed mostly uh, in the lower reaches of the Bundesliga and in the um, Bundesliga 2, mostly mm. at FC Augsburg. Um, there's not much of note on there, though, on his CV that I've seen. His last job was at Nuremberg for four months. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. We, we, he, had, he had two spells at Augsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, they they survived relegation in one of his first seasons, I think. Um, I don't know. Apparently, 154 games in charge between 2012 and 2016. He's apparently the club's most successful coach. Uh, got them to the Europa League. Beat Bayern Munich under Pep Guardiola. Beat Jurgen Klopp. So th- these are the things that we're gonna hear, but. Can he make Ekbola head the ball? Can he, uh, you know, st- stop these players picking up needless yellow cards left, right, and centre? Can, can he do it on a cold Sunday night in Beristerona? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a yeah. tough job. It's a very, very tough job. Mm-hmm. In fact, to be honest, if you want to talk about with the resources that they have, it's probably one of the toughest jobs in mm. the league. And I say this because, as we said at the start of the season, when we had double A on, they got they they basically got a brand new squad, brand new squad, and obviously um, Bogdan struggled, Milojevic has struggled. This German guy is going to come in. And I'm sure he's going to have finances or some finances in January. But by that time, it's, it's going to be too little too late at this yeah. rate anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, I no. thought someone like Marquez was going to be the top goal scorer this season. And he's, he, he can't get the ball at all in the box. Can't get it at all. Yeah, that's why. That's, so. I mean, I, I want to be like, oh, I had my crystal ball. I knew exactly what mm. was going on, but I didn't know what was going on. But even then, I still was like, when you said it, I was like, you, you sure, you sure? <laughs> but it's it's not to do with him, though, is it? It's more to do with uh, deliveries to him. Yeah, 
they weren't getting the ball to him for him to do what he can do. Well, look, both of the goals of the weekend were crosses in the box from out yep. wide. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway, let's move on, shall we? Yes, let's go. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, next game. Arothasi nil, Ayak nil. Two red cards in the opening 10 minutes. One for Chico Bantha for a, a right hook. <laughs> yeah, pretty um, much. And then, yeah, and then uh, Tomovic for what looked like a little bit of a, I don't know, it looked like he kissed his nose, really. But Chico Bantha went down. And what I loved most about this was that Bantha knew he was getting sent off. And the moment Tomovic went face-to-face with him, he dropped to the ground and stayed down thinking that, yeah, if I stay down... I'm not going to get sent off. Well, yeah. you did, mate, and you kind of fucked up because Anorthosi are now in big, big trouble. We spoke about the injuries last week. Bantha now yeah. being suspended. They struggled against Ike. I watched most of that game. To be honest, mm-hmm. the, the most entertaining part was not only the sendings off, but the smoke bombs that would launch onto the pitch. Yeah. Up until the red cards, it was a real end-to-end game, and there weren't many opportunities afterwards. But when you look at the the highlights, okay, obviously I didn't show them because there wasn't much happening. I still think Ayek would have felt a little bit hard done by that. They didn't come away with the points because they had the better opportunities. Nothing clear cut, but if they had a little bit of ruthlessness in front of goal, hey, if they had someone like I don't know Rafa Lopez able to get on the end of crosses. They mm-hmm. might have been able to get something. But anyway, it is what it is. Your thoughts on the, 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 the Reds, my friend? Uh, there's not many thoughts, is there? They're Reds. You know, you don't punch a guy in the face and expect to get away with it. And you don't, you know, you don't bot, you don't bot somebody and expect to get away with it either. Chico Panza has, just has that way of getting into, getting on the, uh, a position player skin, doesn't he? Because it's not the first time he's had an opposition player react to him like that just this season. He he's like a jumbo version of Balotelli, isn't he? <laughs> if you want it, you know, AliExpress Balotelli. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, with them, with them bloody shoes as well. Those shoes give me nightmares. <laughs> they still give me nightmares. Those shoes. Uh. <laughs> Oh, blimey. So, yeah, yeah his reaction. The thing is, it, it just seemed that, as I said, up until, I was only 10 minutes, but him against Dongi was really good. It was a really good battle, mm-hmm. you know, pace for pace, strength for strength. One had skill, one was reading it, and it, the, the fullback was frustrating him. And obviously there, that, that bit where he's actually caught him <laughs> with that right, with that left, sorry. I'm thinking, mate, you're, you're absolutely fucking bonkers. You, you've shot your team in the foot. You've let your teammates down. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that could really come back to haunt unorthodoxy because, as we mentioned, you know, the injuries, suspensions, they're all mounting up. Wack-way, and the squad is running thinner and thinner. Yeah, Wackey is injured as well. Is he? Yeah. Um, so, what, I, Kiko's going to be right back and Correa left back? Oh my god, look flipping out. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, and uh, and what is up from? <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're not having a good time of it at the moment. It's uh, well, I could turn things around a little bit now, aren't they? 
Yeah, as well. Yeah. So good result for them. Good result for them. A draw, you know, away from home. Um, Yeah, Benjamin will take that and run. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, it's it's three, uh, two wins in three since he was announced. I know he wasn't head coach when they beat Abolon, but you know, since Oldra's gone, that's two wins and a draw. It's kick-started their season. But see, this is the thing. I don't want to be that guy to turn around and say, well, maybe they've turned the corner because you know what happens in Cyprus. You know what's going to happen. Come January, there's going to be another managerial change and that club is going to have a resurgence. And you're thinking, ah, is everything going to be all right there? Whatever. And then recycle happens to another club or whatever. So I'm not saying anything about Ike. They're top six at the moment. If you'd have said four weeks ago when Odra was kicked out the door, you'd be in the top six in a couple of weeks. The fans would be like, hey, you're taking the fucking piss. But hey, they're here. They are. They are. But I think it's more to do with the people below them not doing as well. What? Yeah. Because, I mean, they're still... Even even though they drew nil-nil with an autopsy, the gap between fifth and sixth is is quite big for yeah. the stage of the season we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, interesting times. Interesting there times. Yeah. Now, right now, okay. yeah, now. there was there was now. some trouble after the game. So you talked about the flares. Mm. Uh, no, it's not about the flares. Sorry, the smoke bombs, the different colors yes. smoke bombs. Um. Now, at the end of the game, there was apparently some crowd trouble um, after uh, after the game, and the police, in their um, infinite, infinite wisdom, wisdom. <laughs> yeah, there you go, uh, decided that it would be a good idea to shoot tear gas in an enclosed space where you also had families and young children there also trying to get out of the stadium the same time was the trouble going on so Gerkida posted a couple of pictures up from the trouble I mean there was one where there was a guy that was hit with one of the uh, the tear gas canisters and he's got like a big big uh, cut on, on the back of his neck from it and things like that and there was another one where you see kind of the tear gas rise up into the darkened night sky as it escapes the stadium so you can imagine what it was like inside the ground at the time when they let these smoke bombs off so obviously Anorthosi released a statement which included calls for the government ministry to get involved uh, and our letter is being prepared along with audiovisual evidence of the police officer's malpractice. So, I don't know. I don't know what the aim is here. Are they going to get specific uh, police officers in trouble? I don't think anything's going to happen from it. It's no. just going to get. It's just going to get put on a big pile of letters that the police will get, and then they'll just go. Oh, that's the in tray. Oh, better put that in the out tray. There you go. It's been yeah. dealt with. Yeah. Pretty, but, pretty standard. Pretty standard. Yeah. But there's something I'd like to add, which I, I forgot to mention. The pettiness of Ayek supporters, right? I don't know if you saw this behind the goal. Look at that. Look at that flag. 
one town, one team. (laughs) (laughs) That is petty. (laughs) That is so petty. It's unbelievable. But then again, they did have trouble with Salamina last season, didn't they? A couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. And they're based in the same city, really, aren't they? The stadium. Yeah. At the mo- let's so, say at the moment, temporarily. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess it's uh, it's their version of of postcode wars. There you go. <laughs> also, before I forget, I have to give a, a quick mention to our friend Mr. Connor Higita, who visited Cyprus. Which is kind of way. Visited Cyprus four games in four days. I forget which nice. games he did. He did. He did Al Ari. Let's go to his profile. Let's let's big him up. He's got thirty four followers. Let's get him up, man. So he's got Salamina Buffo. He did Anorthosi. I look at that. He's got his own photographs. Bravo! Look at that. Beautiful. He was with the uh, he was with the Machides. Looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Look at them climbing on the things. Animals, animals. <laughs> and which other game did he do? Anorthosi, Salamina. What other game did what other game did you do there, Connor? Ah, here we go. Othello. He did Othello money as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ground hopping. Love it. Come on now. There you Come go. Come on. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. If, if only we could do that when we go over. Yeah. <laughs> if only. Well, you yeah. could. I couldn't. Well, I did I it, didn't I? I? I went to one game. Um, Bloody left early as well, didn't I? So, <laughs> your fault, your fault. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move it on. Come on, next game. Othello one, Omonia two. Popescu gave Othello the lead, as you quite rightly predicted. Gusolo mm-hmm. equalized, celebrated by signing a contract extension to 2027. And then everyone's favorite aluminium man, Alium. Made it 2 1 to Omonia. And uh, Sofroni at the end of the game made a little bit of a boo boo. I don't know if you know oh. what he said. No, yeah. I missed this. What, what During happened? his press conference, he said, We have now finished the first half of the season. We have ended the first half of the season, top of the league, not remembering that Abuel still had a game to play and I had a game to play. Yeah. And, uh, we're not top of the league. No. Nope. Oh, and Buffo. And Buffo as well. Oh. Yeah. Not my head coach. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mention I mention it uh, all the time. Uh, I, I was on Adijaki Summit, obviously. If people were watching that um, um, earlier, earlier in the week, it got released. But uh, yeah, I mentioned that you every time, <laughs> every time we interview a player and it says their favorite coach was Sofroni, you're like, why, why, why? I don't get it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and every time he does something or says something or Armonia lose, I'm like Cabby Lane. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But um, yeah, listen, um, it, you sque- it's a bit of a squeeze the win. A lot of players underperformed. Um, we said it's we've said it before. For some reason, there's a mentality issue with Armonia players playing oh, yeah. um, lower level skilled teams I don't know don't know what the mentality issue is um, but yeah it's something that needs to be corrected 
you know, it doesn't matter so much, obviously, in the second part of the season where, you know, you've got the top six because theory, yeah. all the top six are top-class teams. But you've got to be careful not to trip up against the bottom eight teams. Otherwise, you might not even get the game to the top six. So, yeah. on one year, I've got to be very careful. For sure, for sure. But, look, a win is a win. Um, a win today is a win. Found out- yeah, today I found out that Giriagidi is injured, the goalkeeper. Fabi is injured now. So, with Banayi uh, on loan at Ethnigal, we've only got Uzoha. Mm-hmm. Uzoha's going into national duty. So, technically, we've got, yeah, technically we've got no goalkeepers. <laughs> no goalkeepers. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Matthews is injured. Kakuli's injured. Yeah, you no. Know, and yeah, do you know was... what? It, it goes back to what I was saying. I can't remember whether I was telling you or whether I was saying it on No Choftes. During Sofori's time at Abuel, you guys were getting injury after injury after injury. And I didn't know if it was muscular. I, 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 I didn't know. But now I'm seeing these things happening with Omonia. So I'm guessing it's either or the intensity during games and the intensity during training that are causing these injuries. I'm telling you that there's a mm. correlation here. There's a correlation. Yeah. Yeah. So you think it's just the different intensity levels. So relaxed yeah. training and then telling them, telling them to blast themselves apart during the game. No, I, I think he batters them in training as well. Oh, right. Okay. You think, okay. Right. Yeah. I think he yeah. is anyway. Listen, it can't be a coincidence. It can't be. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm going to give Baba Daggy a call. Oh, oh what got? happened? I don't know. What I don't happened? know. Where are you? Come back. Yeah, we're going back. I don't know what happened. Oh, oh. my God. What's going on? I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> Okay, all right. We good? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think so. We need to see no edit, okay? No, no edit. No edit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Moving on? Yes, let's go. Okie dokie. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think the next game is Buffer beating Salamina by two goals to nil. Tankovic and Jairo, the match winners. And... Gerard Houllier, Mark II FC, get a very, very good victory. Happy days for them. Back in contention for the title challenge. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep, yep. Valakari also smashed the ball against the crossbar again as well. Yes. He seems to have a habit of doing that at the moment. Um, but yeah, but for... I was expecting the game to be a bit closer between the two teams. Obviously, I've been picking up Nea Salamina. Like, Nea Salamina are great. Really, watch out for them. Um, I think they're really, really... I think they, they're really missing Melis Sass in goal. Yeah. Kisas, Kisas is not the, he's not the guy. He's not mm. the guy. Um, and also, they had a different central defender on, that's Selua. Yes. And yes. he was 
And the second goal. The second one, yeah. Yeah, he, he, that miss kick has got to be. He's he's, he's going to be he's going to be replaying that in his mind for for a couple of weeks. I think. Yeah. It's it's the kind of thing that drains the confidence out of a player. Like, oof, not yeah. good. No, not great, not great. By the way, you mentioned Kisas, the goalkeeper. You yeah. know when you see on social media these look-alike, footballer look-alikes, mm. and they look nothing like their look-alike? Okay. I think of Kisas, and I think of Buffon. I'm laughing because I can see it. It's 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 that's really good. <laughs> it is, it is. Don't worry. Yeah, he's got a job. He's got a job now. When he retires, he's got a job. We need a talent agent, and he's there. He, he's like with that he also needs Ronaldinho. To, he also needs to dye his hair. Yes, correct. But you can he's that. that. He's, he's got that salt and pepper look going on now, hasn't he? Mostly yes. pepper, but he's. <laughs> Very true, very yeah. true. By the way, what about Buffer? Because again, they they're going under the radar yeah. now, not our radar, clearly. Clearly, but mm. they're level points with Ari and Abuel. They've got a better goal difference than Ari and Abuel. And again, the, these these games they're they're winning ugly, they're winning mm-hmm. them ugly. I, I I don't really think that's a problem. Don't get me wrong. Um, I know you mentioned on on the show the other day that they struggle against the, the top six or the derby games and all that, but mm. I, I think that only matters most when you get into the playoffs. Up yeah. until then, you know, when when you're demolishing the teams that are below you, like your Garmiod. In fact, Garmiod said they got at the weekend, and we know that that's going to be a fucking cricket score. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. So yeah. you know. Okay, we won't go into the reasons why I think it's going to be a cricket score. Oh, it's just because of the different skill levels between the teams, obviously. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, um, again, I go back to what happened last season with Buffalo. You know, they they went on this. They had really good form in the first part of the season, uh, and they were playing really well. Um, even even when Jaira got injured, they were getting results, and then they got into the playoffs, and it just it just fell off for them, didn't it? That's why you had Michel Salgado managing the last few games of the season. So that's going to be the big test for them. But at the moment, they're doing very very well. Yeah, and that's without Davo, who's injured. Yeah, Davos gone, that... Davos gone back to his uh, his parent club now because it was an ACL injury, so he's not yep. coming back for the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's see how the season pans out for them. Speaking mm-hmm. of a club that's very, very interesting to everyone at the moment for various reasons, and that's Abuel, who absolutely battered Doxa. Doxa winless, one point. Uh, Light work, Crespo, Villafanez, two for Donis, and Gavili Daya in injury time. 5 0 for Abuel, emphatic, convincing, but no surprise. Let's get it right. There's a lot to talk about with Abuel, uh, Thassomo, but let's mm-hmm. talk about this game first because it was a demolition. I, I don't think 
anyone is surprised at the scoreline and the manner in which you guys won the game. Yeah, I mean, Domane as well, he hit the post while it was yeah. still 1-0. Um, it was it was 1-0 for a long period of the game. I think Villafañez's goal was in, that was the second goal, was in the 57th minute, something like that. And then um, substitutions happen um, with that. Uh, Abuel didn't look back. Substitutions worked out fantastically. Well, for me, the important thing in this game was uh, Donny's coming back. So he came on, he scored two goals, and yeah, it's a couple of pretty good goals as well. You know, good team movement, good good speed from him as well to get to some of the path, the through passes that were coming through to him. So, it, I said at the beginning of the season when we signed him, if you can get him fit and you can keep him fit. He's a player who could win you a title. Now, we've done the first part of it. Now it's to make sure he stays fit. And as shown last season with Abuel when he was on loan, as shown on a lot of the previous seasons he's been at, that's the difficult bit because um, he's been out. With this, with this latest injury, he's been out since, I think he was, when he scored against Agritas. So he scored the goal and then he kind of limped off because the Agritas defender stood on his ankle while he was running or sprinting yeah, forward. Yeah, I remember we, we were talking about yeah. that and we were like, how's that not a pen? But obviously he scored. So he scored, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so he's been out for a long time with that injury. Yeah, so hopefully... Hopefully he's been through the recovery period without too much stress. Mm-hmm. Comes back and fires up well on. Yeah, um, the thing is, what you don't want right now is obviously the the Christmas break. We've got what two games before the the break now? Yeah, I think it's two games. Or is it three? No, it's three. Three. Yeah, the tenth, the sixteenth, and the twenty third. Yeah. Yeah, so it's three games before the Christmas break. And if he plays in those three games, then you're, you'd are you assume that he'd be at peak fitness, match mm-hmm. sharpness anyway. And then you've got two weeks break. Mm-hmm. And that's not great. That Obviously, he's still going to be training. But once you've got that momentum and you're playing games and you're, you're doing well, you don't want to stop playing. And, yeah. you know, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. But again, the um, the issue there is that keep him fresh, keep him fit. Uh, so if he gets if he gets to the Christmas break without any additional injuries, great. Then you know he's got two weeks rest, and then. You can use him as an impact sub for the first couple of weeks back before bringing him into the first team again. And again, um, there's no rush at the moment for him because of just just it's a team game, isn't it? At the moment, Farbwell, the team's performing well as a unit. Um, yeah, yeah, it's doing fine. Just just a couple more comments on the game. Um, 
Villafañez's free kick, Shishkovsky should be doing a lot better. One, with uh, his setup, and two, with uh, saving the shot. It wasn't it wasn't that good of a free kick, but it goes in. I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, Gvidaya scores the fifth goal. We keep saying, you know, well, this might be, this might mean he turns a corner, he's going to start getting goals. And every time, it's his big old dry period. And then he scores again. But anyway, let's see. Maybe this time he turns a corner and starts getting some goals. Maybe. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you'd hope. But you've got Crespo out suspended at the weekend. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what's happening with his fitness situation. Apparently he's carrying a knock. I don't know. I'm not going to really delve into that because it's all hearsay at the moment. But mm-hmm. there's something else that happened at your club the past few days, which, you know, you mentioned it being a, a team effort. And it seems to be a team effort involving the supporters to try and raise mm-hmm. two million at the club. I mean, it's it was a ballsy announcement by Bedridi. You know, we spoke about mm-hmm. him last week. And, um, you know, I joke that it was a it's cap in hand kind of situation, but... A lot of fans have put their hands in their pockets, yeah. but um, is this sustainable? And how long before the next press conference announcing more uh, funding uh, assistance? I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of my thinking behind it, is that financial mismanagement of the club, as long as Petridis is in charge, is going to continue. Um it's it's very disappointing to for the club to have the need to do this in the first place. Not great. It's not great. I mean, personally, well, people, are gonna, people are gonna ask what's happened. <laughs> so, do you want yeah, to explain? Sorry. sorry, yes. So, so in essence, like we said um, during during their press conference uh, on well, it was Monday, right? Is that right? Monday, yeah. Um, Petridis is his lackeys on the board all lined up in a row along with the president of the sports association for Abuel to um, to give a press conference on the two different types of initiatives that they're putting in place to help uh, finance the club till the end of the season so like you said, they're trying to raise 2 million euros. Uh, and this is twofold. So the first, the first thing that they're doing is they're targeting at least 500 fans to provide, if they can, 1,000 euros a month for three months to help cover costs. So if you, if you do the, you know, if, if you do the equation lady meme and you do your equations, that ends up being one and a half million euros. Now, as well, apparently during the press conference, they said that they know which fans to target to get those 500 fans to give, in essence, three grand. So uh, they're, they're, they're opening those conversations up to those specific fans for now. Now, Second scheme that they've announced is a call to every Abuel fan asking for them to pay 
at least 20 euros plus one euro processing fee to attend a virtual match uh, where they're looking to exceed the record attendance for a match in Cyprus with at least 25,000 tickets to be sold. So altogether, this equates to about 2 million euros to help pay the salaries of the players. So, sorry to cut you off there. So the, this yeah. virtual match, I assume it's just a pay-per-view online... No, 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 there's no match. There's, n- there's, there's no, no match. match. Yeah, there's no match. It's just that you're, in essence, buying a ticket, which is why 20 euros, but there's no match in question. It's it's a, a virtual match in the fact that it doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's just a, a way of them dressing up to say, is is a pot, put 20 euros in. That's effectively right, yeah. what it is. I, I mean, personally, I think it's a bit of a tax dodge as well. Because if it's a gift, you pay extra tax on a gift mm. rather than... Yeah. If you're selling something that somebody's buying, yeah. Well, with, with yeah. the 500 that they targeted, according yeah. to 24 Sports this morning, 100 people have already taken them up on that. So they've made about 300 grand on that already. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and then there's, there's another 30,000 euros raised on the virtual ones. On the virtual ticket. Mistaken. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's 330 grand. So about, how long was a seventh of the way to the target? Yeah, that sounds about right. There are thereabouts. Let's say six yeah. for argument's sake. Yeah. Uh, when when are they looking to raise this money by? By the end of the year. Three weeks. Thirty first of December. Yeah. So and they've chosen to do this over Christmas. Yeah. So if. Yeah. Yeah. Now. That's ballsy. I'll give it to that's ballsy. Now, I I've said my piece on this already plenty of times on the fact that I don't think we should be handing Petridis any more money to uh, to do what he, he keeps doing. Um, but I also respect the fans that love the club that much that they're willing to put this money down to mm. try and keep the club afloat um a lot of people have responded to me on twitter to oh yes to exclaim well one to say to me that um all right we've had enough of you complaining about (laughs) complaining about the situation so that's fine uh but secondly to to kind of say yeah we don't care that we're giving the 20 euros for nothing. We're giving the 20 euros for nothing to save our club. It's our club. We have to look after it. If we don't look after it, no one will, which I also agree with. And for sure, Petridis isn't looking after the club. So it's up to the fans to, to do it, right? Now, I think there's some fans that are overdoing it a little bit, I think. Uh, I posted I posted a picture in the dock of uh, someone in the Orange Madness Facebook group who's gone and bought five of these virtual tickets. 
So, yeah, again, I can only commend these people for the love of the club. But I can't help but feel with Petridis holding the purse strings that the money that's being raised is going to go to waste. Well, put it this way, this two million isn't going towards the debt, though, is it? No, it's, it's going. It's going towards wages, right? Yep, exactly. So to pay off wages and also players that are also owed money and staff that are also owed money. <clears throat> so nothing to do with the debt itself. Correct. Right now, I had um, a conversation with some Omonia fans, a voice note conversation the other day and it actually wasn't one of those ha 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 this is funny it's more like what the fuck is actually going on because we've seen our club go through something like this but my my okay i won't say concern because i don't support your club but as someone sitting on the fence here without a dog in the fight for example my concern would be the past three years i'm pretty certain the number of press conferences this club has had to discuss their finances, the tally must be up to six or seven now. I could be mistaken. If I, if I, I might be exaggerating, it might be five. But even still, if this was any club in the world, regardless of how successful they are, for them to have at least five press conferences to discuss finances, it's actually more serious what people actually understand the situation to be. It's it's us awesome Barcelona, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. The, I, I've I've pointed out previously how serious the situation is with not just the debts but the negative liabilities that are there as well. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of financial mismanagement happening at the club. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's going to continue. I mean, there's things there's things, for instance, that the club could do, which would reduce the burden um, of the spending that they're having to put out. For instance, if you play at least two Cypriots in your first eleven, then you won't have to pay the fine of not playing two Cypriots in your first eleven. For instance, that that's your first thing. Yeah. yeah. Second thing, instead of instead of bringing in players like Fetfatsidis, Wilson, players like this, why uh, who who demand uh, big wages? Why you don't keep players like Diawara or um, um, or the, the Dutch the Dutch player who was at Olympiacos last season, the defender? Oh, uh, Esselink. Yeah, or Esselink, for instance. Why you can't keep these players who probably ask for less money? Uh, it's it's it, it's it's mind-boggling. Mm. But well, th- th- there was also something else. I mean, we we noticed this last week. I can't. I think it might have been Tuesday. Did a bit of. Googling and found this advert for first division professional club in Cyprus being up for sale. And obviously there are people that were replying to us on, on Twitter saying, Oh, it's this club. It's that most people were saying it's, it's up well. And then during that very press conference about the announcement with the cap in hand stuff, 
Pedridis was saying, yeah, that's us. He was a little bit pissed off about people knowing, yeah. even though this information is not anything, um, what's the word? It's not confidential. You, you, yeah. There are actually two brokers' websites that have this advert up. So yeah. it's not as if like, you know, maybe it's because he didn't want the separate press to write about it, but they did. Um, so he's admitted that this is this is a board that's for sale. And then he said they're working alongside an American and the Canadian firm along those lines to look for investors in those countries. Now, yeah. I will tell I mean, look, I, I don't know if I've told he, he you. Also, he also said that uh, he went to, to Ukraine um, to speak to a potential investor as well there. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, from from what I understand, and look, given given people that I've spoken to, clubs from Cyprus, Bulgaria, Greece, Turkey, and a few other European nations, they've kind of got red marks across their names because all these potential investors don't want to look at those regions because they don't trust how clubs are run. And they also don't trust the legal system in those nations. Now, let's say, for example, you're an investor and you invest in Abuwa or you buy Abuwa or whatever, and all of a sudden there's issues for whatever reason. I'm not going to go into for whatever reason. The legal system in Cyprus will not protect the investor, right? That's why a lot of these investors go to these major EU countries, not just because of the size of the leagues, but also they've got the protection from the European Union, the European Court of Law. Now, I'm not saying that the European Court of Law won't help them if they invest in a separate nation, but it it kind of becomes messy because of the way that the separate justice system works. So they look at Scandinavia, they look at France, Belgium, etc., etc., because it's it's easier to play ball out there. Now, on the flip side, I can see why Bedridi has gone to places like Ukraine or even the old Soviet states because they don't give a fuck. They, they, they don't give a shit. They, they don't. Honestly, they yeah, don't give a shit yeah. about laws and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it, it ain't going to be a problem. So in all fairness, it's more than likely that if there is an investor or a takeover at the club, it's going to involve someone from Hungary or the Czech Republic or... Ukraine, as you mentioned, because they're very different in their approach, but the same, if that makes sense. They're the same yeah. with one another, but they're different to the bigger ones. So there's still that saving grace that despite the 40 million debt, despite however much owed to an association, I'm going to use that term, an association, a group of individuals, yeah. They'll find a way to work it out if there's someone willing to do it. But is there someone mm. rich enough willing to do it? There's there's the question. Yeah. There's the I question. Mean, so here's here's something else that um that came up is during the press conference he mentioned that there's strict criteria that the investor needs to have. So for instance, they will not accept money laundering uh at the club. Yeah, I also pulled that face when he said that. And then they don't care if the guy... Little piggy flying. <laughs> they, don't, 
they don't care if um, if the guy will, whoever comes in wants to get a twenty percent, fifty percent, hundred percent stake. They don't care. But there's a certain strict criteria that they need to stick to for everybody to agree for them to take over Abwell. Lip service. Oh yeah, and he also and 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 with that he also mentioned also the promise to build a stadium. That is always thrown in. It's, always thrown in. It's, <laughs> it's always thrown in. <laughs> well, so so my so so going going back to the this 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 this, this these two schemes that they've put together. So I think um, it's twofold. So firstly, it's obviously to raise the money that's needed to get through the rest of the season. But I think it's also kind of like a proof to show, look, fans, look at look how uh, lo- loyal and dedicated the fans are to the club, that, that they are willing to do this. So... If you're investing in this club, look at the fan base and what they go through for this club. So I think that's the second part of it as well. It's not just give me your money. I don't need to spend your money. No, I, I agree. And that's exactly what we were what we touched on last week in terms of, yeah. you know, the bigger picture. And and I, I get it. And as I said, it's it's ballsy. It's a ballsy move to do what they're doing. But again, and this is this is, I guess, the the pessimist or the skeptic in me. How long before it happens again? Yeah. How long before? Well, this is it. This is it. And at some point, you can yeah, you're gonna have loads of fans that you know obviously want to put their hands in their pockets. But at what point is it gonna be Ghani? Enough is enough. Like let's let's get this club sold. I don't know. It, it it must be frustrating. It must be infuriating. And you're thinking, Christ, we're joint top of the league at the moment. And we've got all of these financial problems. We've got all these issues off the field. We've got a head coach that can't even sit on the bench. And yet we're still fighting for the title. We've got players that are unpaid, still fighting for the title. Imagine where we'd be if we had financial stability. But I don't know. I don't know. Well... I mean, all this proves is that the club has a fun base. Yeah, a fun base. Yeah, they do have a fun base. Yes, they do indeed. <laughs> they do indeed. Anyway, shall we move on? We can move on. Excellent. Let's move on to our friends at Ari, who beat IL 4 0 in the Limassol derby. Two for Gogorin, one goal for. Um, Mayambella and Nikolic with a fantastic free kick. Hendy's red card, though, for Ael, um made the victory a little bit easier for Ari because uh, following the red card, Ael capitulated and that's it. Game done. Taso. Yeah, I do. I mean, even before even before the red card, Ari were in control of the game, I think. And then Hendy with that horror tackle. I mean that's that's the kind of tackle that can break a leg. I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised nothing more serious happened there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, 
Um, again, pick of the goals is the free kick right at the end. Fantastic free kick. Um, Gogorin is kind of finally coming into the game. Uh, Schumanski, as if as if they didn't have enough of forward line. I also <laughs> have Schumanski coming through as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's the free kick, the goal. Fantastic goal from Nikolic. Yeah. But yeah, Schumanski is really turning into a player for us. He's a player. He's a player. I'm he's only you. nine. He's only nineteen as well. So he's a player. He'll be playing in a bigger league in the next two to three years. I'm, I'm mark my words. Yeah. He is a player. Mm. No, I don't so, completely agree. Yeah. Very but dangerous. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, it's. It was a routine win for Ari. And let's look, yeah. they, they were in control of the game even when it was 11 versus 11. Um, but I, I think it, it just seems to me that these European games have kind of improved them. Do you know what I mean? Playing in Europe has, mm -hmm. has kind of improved them. I can't think of the last time they had like a European hangover. They well, they lost to Karmiotis, didn't they? Yeah, was it was it after the European game though? Was it, um, was it after? Was it after I can't remember. I, I can't remember. I can't but, remember either. But the the yeah, I, I think the squad rotation. I think Spileski is doing a, a really good job with the squad yeah. rotation. He's keeping all the players fit. What is going to be interesting, though, is AFCON's coming up. Mm -hmm. And Aris have got a lot of players that are going to be going to it. How many do you think are going to go, though? Well, once you've got South Africa in it, right? So my Mbella's going to go. Oh, yeah. I hang about. Because I, 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 I don't even know. Like I, I checked the other day to see which which play which nations are in it and I, I could I couldn't find any uh, an exact well, South Africa not in it. I don't know. did it qualify? I don't know. Let I, me let me have a look. I, hang about. So I'm, I'm, I, I will I'll do I'll do a list at some point on right, Twitter. Right, I've got them. Okay, so okay. Ivory Coast Ivory Coast, Guinea Bissau, Egypt, mm -hmm. Mozambique, Ghana, mm -hmm. which is Boyaki, but is he is he fit? I'm not sure. Because he hasn't been featured lately. Nigeria, mm -hmm. Equatorial Guinea, so no players there. Senegal might be Sané, not sure. Gambia, they haven't got any. Cameroon haven't got any. Guinea. Do they have anyone from Guinea? Not sure. Burkina Faso, Mauritiana, Tunisia, Namibia, Mali, South Africa in it. They are. Algeria. So, so, so are players like Musunda. Not going then. Musunda is from Gabon. Gabon oh, didn't okay. qualify. Okay. So 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 Musunda and uh, Babika Gomis, are staying. Yeah. And Gomis is from Senegal, but I don't think he plays for the national team. Okay. I'm not well, sure. I, th I think it'd be interesting to keep an eye on, uh, keep an eye on it when they announce the teams. Yeah, because it could be quite dangerous for Aris. They might lose a, lose a couple of 
very important players. Yeah, Yago's from Burkina Faso. They didn't. They didn't qualify either. No, they did. They did. Sorry, they're playing Mauritiana. Sorry, yeah. they did. So effectively, guaranteed uh, Mayambella and Yago gone. So that's two. So it's not as many as we thought. Um, I thought, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be worth keeping an eye on the call-ups. Yeah, for, for sure. Now. For sure. Because, for sure. yeah, I can see I can see that being an issue for Aris. Yeah. Well, look, let's bring up the league table anyway so people let's are familiar with what's happening in Cyprus because it is tight. It is tight, tight at the top. Tight. It's tight. Tight, like a tiger. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Ari, Abuel and Buffer all joined top on 29 points. Then you've got Omoni on 26. I'm off to see on 25. Ayek makes up the final spots in the top six on 20, followed by Abolon in seventh on 19, Salamina on 19. And then there's the gap, the six-point gap between Salamina and Ethnigo. Ael down in 10th, 13 points. Tony Koskela, not the greatest starts. One win, four losses in his opening five games. Ouch. Ael's are the draw specialists. They sit in 11th. Then you've got Othello, Carmiodissa, and Doxa. Doxa, the, Doxa. The, o, the O in Doxa represents the number of wins this season. Yep, there it is. Down, down, there down, it down, is. Down, 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 Ooh. But <laughs> yeah, people will understand why I said that. So, some interesting uh, developments in the uh, UEFA Nations League occurred on the 2nd of December following a meeting of the UEFA Executive Committee. So now, Cyprus no longer need to play the playoffs versus Gibraltar in March. You know, the big the big games that Mr. Timmy was going on about this whole time. Wait for the games versus Gibraltar. Those are the important ones. Yeah, yeah. Johnny's gonna... Johnny's wasn't called up for the squad because he's gonna be ready for Gibraltar. Yeah, so the yeah. Gibraltar, those are the important yeah. games. No, so instead Gibraltar are gonna play Lithuania in the only relegation playoff for uh, Division C. So I need to know how Gumar wrangled that. I don't know. I don't know. No idea. My question is... And then? (laughs) Yeah. And then, exactly. Does that mean that Timmy resigns? Because... Remember, he said plenty of times that if it wasn't for those two games in March against Gibraltar, he would have already left. Mm. Yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah. He did. It's very quiet at the moment, isn't it? Mm. 
Yeah. Well, look, I, I just think that decision, which obviously none of us anticipated, in all fairness, I, I was actually getting ready to try to find someone from Gibraltar to do a, a preview pod with us. I'm not going to lie to you. So it took us by surprise. I think it's, it actually infuriated us more than anything. In fact, it infuriated us m- more than it actually should have done. Because instead of mm. us sitting there thinking, oh, it's all right, we, we won't run the risk of being embarrassed. Relegated. Yeah, or relegated. But now it's like all these games that we've discussed, Spain home and away, Norway home and away, Scotland, and this guy has always brought up Gibraltar as kind of the holy grail of Cypriot football. And he's used them as an excuse or the benchmark, you know. They're our mm-hmm. level. Exactly. They're our level. And you're dropping players, you're playing players out of position, you're giving shit excuses for rubbish performances and very, very questionable team selections. And you're not facing them. Yep. All of that for nothing. Yeah. So but again, this is... goes back to what this goes, sorry to cut you off there. This goes yeah. back to what I kept on saying during the whole time. A lot of these separate players will never get the chance to play against these these big Norwegian lads, the Scottish players that play in the Premier League or these big leagues, right? And this was their opportunity to 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 show something, yeah. just to show what they can do from an attacking perspective. And we saw 20 minutes of that in Spain against Spain at home when mm-hmm. uh, Bilal, Bilal scored, right? And we're like, wow, like, we can do it. And this fucker decided to play 5-4-1 with two central midfielders as centre-backs, got out left-back because he, he was worried about fucking Gibraltar and it hasn't happened. The guy is a fraud. He needs to fuck off. He needs to go. Piss so, off. here's my question, right? This has come out, this has come out, so 2nd of December, so it's been five days, right? Has anybody asked Getzbaya what he thinks? Have you seen anything? Nothing. Have you seen anything on it? Nothing. Have you seen anybody going to Getzbaya? What's your what? What are your thoughts on that? What are you going to do no. now? No. Nothing. So. Yeah. Timmy, get the fuck out, Timmy. Timmy, Timmy. It's, yeah, it's, it's pathetic. It actually is get out. pathetic. It, it, it's pathetic. Do you know why it's pathetic? Because he's got no balls. He's yeah. got no balls. But yeah. what we do know, however, is the seeding for the team's in Division C for the UEFA Nations League. So mm. we've got 16 teams. So each pot's got four teams in. Cyprus is in the third pot. Only just... Only just... We'd, we'd, we'd be the fifth worst team from from last year. Um, but yeah, we've got Romania, Sweden, Armenia, Luxembourg. Those are the top seeds. Second mm. seeds are Azerbaijan, Kosovo, Bulgaria, Faroe Islands. Third seeds are Skopje, Slovakia, Northern Ireland, Cyprus. Fourth seeds are Belarus, Estonia, Latvia, 
and either Lithuania or Gibraltar. Oh, so we might play Estonia again. Yeah, we might. Well, so I kind of had a look to see what would be considered an easy group, in inverted commas. Mm -hmm. So I kind of worked out that that's probably going to look something like Armenia, Faroe Islands, Cyprus, and then Lithuania or Gibraltar. I think that's probably the easiest. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I, I wouldn't even say Armenia are an easy team. Armenia are a decent team, man. They are uh, a decent they are, team. But out of the four top seeds, you've got Romania, Sweden, Armenia, and Luxembourg. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, out of those four teams, Armenia is probably the easiest. Out of the four. Can you imagine what they're saying about us? <laughs> They're, they're, not even, <laughs> they're not even thinking about us, man. No, um, man, they're not. They're not. They're not. So, there was also, I also looked at a group that might make Getspire want to resign, the difficult group, right? So, I think that would be Romania, Bulgaria, Cyprus, and Belarus. I think a group like that will make Getspire leave. Well, did he not thing. say before one of the games, was it after one of the games where he said, I should have quit when I saw the group stage exactly. draw for the qualifiers? Well, if he sees a group like that, then he's got to resign, no? Because yeah, that's exactly. worse. Yeah. It's worse. Because in theory, these are, in theory, these are teams that are our level. Yeah. 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 Well, tell you what, um, I don't know if you remember when uh, when Gostandino came on the show uh, from 24 Sport and we did a, was it a review, a match review, was it with him? I can't remember. We, he came on the show for something. I forget what it was. I know it was because we were talking about no. the, the British-based players, yeah. British-based Cypriots. And he wrote an article on, on um, the situation. It was uh, two days ago, actually. And I'm, I'm going to read it. So that is, it's a long one, but I'll, I'll read it anyway. It says, the, the the stay of Cyprus in the third division in the Nations League was announced by UEFA with our representative group saving the double games with Gibraltar next month. It is true that this is something that happened a few days ago, not today, the 5th or the 12th, but the development in question remains relevant, not so much in terms of its importance, since just getting to this point is a failure, but mostly in terms of the next day. Getspy has been emphasizing for months that our main goal was to stay in the division and not the Euro qualifying games. Correct? He told us at every opportunity that the matches with Gibraltar were very important and that the attention was focused on them. Both players are counted. One plays in Japan and the other in the US. These two players will be with the team with the matches with Gibraltar. He answered, among the other things, last October, that's the question why Sodirio and Johnnies were not called up against Norway. With this in mind, the Georgian coach, his colleagues, and the governing body of GOP should feel very grateful to UEFA. A torch at UEFA, one could say, based on everything we heard from the officials of our national team the previous weeks. In reality, however, regardless of our opponents, the bottom line is we hit rock bottom. And that hasn't changed. So it doesn't really matter if we were exempt from the playoff matches, as the mistakes and the omissions are still there. What we want to hear is the announcement of a long-term plan capable of taking our national team up a notch. Otherwise, we will stay at the same level 
and either play with Gibraltar-level teams to stay in the third division, or we will wait for favours from UEFA. Oh, my God, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Bong! Now at least, at least someone's saying it. At least someone outside of us is saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've not I've not seen I've not seen anything else. Like nothing. I think, I think another article is you. Yep. I think yep. I have to write one before I go away on holiday next week. I've got time. I'll, I'll be waiting for that email. I've got time. <laughs> I'll be waiting for that email. Oh, blimey. Right, is there um, anything else we, we can discuss? Anything you want to discuss? Well, I think Vrionidis came out tonight, but I haven't had a chance to look yet. So just in case yes. we did miss anything important in there, that's why I haven't had the chance to look at it today yet. Yeah, let's, let's, let's forget that one. Let's forget that one. Yeah. Um, I've got a little bit of news. So, our friend Jimmy Mwanga scored the winner for Ormedia the other day. There you go. Scored the winner. Ormedia are top of the league, third division. Three points clear. And they're still unbeaten. Ten games into the season. Unbeaten. There you go. Good start for Jimmy's team. Well done. Jimmy. How's Jason Punching getting on anyway? Let's have a look. Did they draw Um. on the weekend? They are. They won one nil against Box. They beat Box one nil, and they're fifth. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna. It looks like they're gonna hit the, the the first half of the table, because the way the second division works is they only play each other once before the split happens. Right. And then the split happens between the top eight and the bottom eight. So it's fourteen games. 15. 15. 15, sorry. 15, yeah. you're right. 15 games. Yeah. So they've still got five games to go. They're only four points behind Olympiago who are top. Oh, listen, it's doable. It's, it's very, very tight. Like between, yeah. between first and eighth, there's six points. It's a very tight league this year yep. in that second division. It's going to be a spicy one. In punch. Believe. Believe, believe, believe. Exactly. Believe. Anyway. Believe. Uh, are we done, my friend? Are we, are we complete? We are. Look at that. Look at we that. Are. There you go. Look We're done that. and done. Look at the time See? on that. No news is good news in oh. Cyprus. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's a breeze. Look at that. There you go. Ah. <sighs> Well, look, before we go, I'd just like to say, ask Printing House. Give them a visit. They're in um, Oroglini, if I'm not mistaken. They do all your printing stuff. They print T-shirts. They print hoodies. They will print your backside if you want. They'll do anything, any kind of printing that you require. They are there for you. And uh, they are always going to be friends of ours, guest sponsors, etc., etc. alongside, obviously, foodfromcyprus.com. Use your discount code NCN12. And by doing so, you will be entered into a draw to win a few nights in an Airbnb in Lefkosia. There you go. Happy days. Ready for the cup final. I'm going to keep telling you, Lot. It's it's a place to stay when the cup final happens. So 
when when Sofroni mm-hmm. kind of snatches it and makes it three years on the bounce for Omonia and he papers over the cracks. And I'll be like, it's still not my coach. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna win on one of the Champions League and you're gonna be like Oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. It'll be a dream, but also a nightmare. I'm gonna be bombarded. Bombarded. You're gonna be the first one to message me saying, Oh, sending me photogra- photographs, that meme of the cat hanging there, kitty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll be you. I'll be you. Anyway. Um, guys, thank you for tuning in. We're on Twitter and Instagram at This Is Mapa. We've got a Facebook group page. We've got a Discord. Thaso is on Twitter at Flares Gafes. He also has a website. Gafesflares.com. Stella's written some stuff. I've written some stuff. The latest article we've got up there is about how crap gets by is compared to other coaches uh, for the Cypriot national team. So there you go. We've also, yeah, uh, I'm also open to other people sending me some ideas. Feel free to send me a message if you've got an idea to write something. Um, We'll talk it through and see if we can stick it on the website. There you go. Get in contact with us and we shall duly oblige because we're always open for conversations. Yes. Like, subscribe, comment, do do all the stuff. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the penultimate show that we'll be doing together this year because I'll be going away next Thursday. So I'll be doing the Wednesday night show with you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think we'll, we'll get the thank yous out of the way next week. I'm not going to do it now because whatever. But it's been a good year, yeah. man. It's been a good year for this pod. It's, it's, been, it's been Hollywood Bulls. Hollywood Bulls, yeah, exactly. Hollywood Bulls? Fly you, you hit the net. You... you you see, without you, I am nothing. Yes, we're also on the Hollywood oh. Bulls Network. So, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting project that we're working on with Peter Redding. It's, it's, it's really good, really good. So, hopefully, this time next year, we'd have conquered Dubai. Oh, yeah. We'd have conquered yeah. it. Yes. I would love to go to Dubai and do a show with you. Can you imagine? Just yeah. you know, going to one of them you know, jazzy hotels, renting one of the – using the um, – the conference room, you know. Exactly. Have yeah. a shisha, have a shisha in there as well. Oh. Yeah, have that have that that one Cypriot player that's uh, that that website was saying is trying to get a transfer out there as well. Get him yes. on get him on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Amazing stuff. Mm. Anyway, so till next time, boys and girls. Bye. Bye.